Welcome to Better Days Season 6. My name is Wesley Town, and I am so glad you are joining me today. Better Days is a listener-supported nonprofit seeking to bring hope, awareness, and education to the human experience of mental health and suffering. We aim to deconstruct misconceptions of what it means to be human and follow Jesus. If you'd like to learn more or support our work, you can check out our website, betterdaysfmly.co. Again, that's betterdaysfmly.co. Hi, Better Days family. I'm so glad that you joined me today for a conversation around depression and Christianity. This is part three of a multiple part series on depression. And I want to encourage you to listen to the previous episode so you can continue to begin to develop a healthy narrative around this important topic in relationship to Christianity. Today, I would like to talk about stigmas versus understanding when it comes to depression. I want to deconstruct some specific stigmas that exist in Christianity. And I also want to offer you five tips for understanding depression in another person. Let's say right now you're related to somebody, you're connected to somebody, you know somebody who is experiencing depression. These tips will be very helpful, I hope, in your relating to that person. Let's start out with stigmas. Stigmas obviously exist around depression inside and outside of Christianity. But within Christianity, sometimes they're taught in dogmatic sweeping statements. Other times they're taught in more subtle forms. The subtle deconstruction of the normalization of depression or natural emotions felt around human pain can be dangerous, more dangerous, I would say, than the dogmatic statements. Because these subtle deconstruction of healthy emotions and what a person feels around pain, they can subtly erode a person's perspective on walking through the hard things of life. Stigmas erode and shame a healthy perspective. Remember, God created human emotions and Jesus felt the full spectrum of human emotions and human pain. That means emotions are important and valuable, and it also means you're allowed to feel human pain and the emotions that are connected to human pain. Stigmas do a number of things that are detrimental to our mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health. First, stigmas hurt. Second, stigmas exasperate human suffering. They make it harder. Third, Stigmas plant seeds of self-doubt and self-criticism. Is this wrong? I shouldn't be feeling this way. You understand the self-doubt and self-criticism. Fourth, stigmas cause us to suppress our feelings. I guess I shouldn't be feeling this way, so I shouldn't talk about it. So I'm just going to bottle it up inside, which is never healthy. Fifth, stigmas make us feel ashamed to talk about what we're feeling and experiencing. Shame is a powerful, influential emotion. And if we feel shame because we feel like we shouldn't feel this way or it's wrong to be depressed, then we're not going to talk about it. And if we don't talk about it, that only causes our depression to 
worsen and not find the pathways toward healing, which often are opened up through communication. And worst of all, stigmas can deeply injure a person spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. We do not want to injure people in those core facets of being a healthy, whole human being. So here are some common false ideas around depression and mental health that have been perpetuated either dogmatically or subtly. Here's one. Depression is viewed as a spiritual problem. This is a stigma. This is a false stereotype. The problem with this view is that depression is multi-causal. It can be rooted in trauma, physical suffering, disconnection from a core part of your human identity, or a biological cause such as hormone imbalance or brain injury. So depression is not uh, narrowly viewed uh, as a spiritual problem. It could be one physical, it could be multi, it could be physical trauma. Um, So just to say that depression is a spiritual problem is a problem in and of itself because it's a false view and it's a myopic view. It's a view that doesn't paint the whole story. Here's another stigma that I have heard in Christianity. The emotions around depression are viewed as wrong or toxic. So the solution in this false stereotype, the solution to this false idea is to change your emotions and that will cure your depression. The problem with this view is that depression and the related emotions are often normal and natural responses to human suffering. That doesn't mean that we don't work toward healing, but it does mean that we should not be shamed for feeling a full spectrum of human emotions related to pain and suffering. Here's another false stereotype. Seeking help from a therapist or psychiatrist is viewed as wrong pathway toward healing. This view has a narrow perspective around what helps us to heal or to be mentally and emotionally and spiritually healthy. The problem with this view is that we not only find help and healing in our relationship with God, but we also find help and healing from other humans. God has gifted different people to help different people in different ways. I'll say that again. God has gifted different people to help different people in different ways. So this view not only is narrow, it is also theologically inaccurate. Here's another one. More spiritual disciplines equals greater mental and emotional health. While prayer and reading your Bible, silence and solitude, Sabbath, community— etc., all play a part in our mental, emotional, and spiritual health. They do not safeguard us from human pain and suffering. So you can practice spiritual disciplines and still experience human pain and suffering. Spiritual disciplines do not safeguard us from being human in a broken world. They may help us in the midst of those experiences, surely, All that to say, spiritual disciplines are advantageous to mental and emotional health, but they are not every piece to the puzzle. And so I think it's really important to know that just because you practice certain spiritual practices 
doesn't mean that you're still not human and you're going to face human brokenness. That's a real uh, reality for all of our lives. And in addition to that, just because you practice spiritual disciplines doesn't mean that you're emotionally and mentally healthy. You can practice these things and be emotionally unhealthy. And so we got to be really careful about these sweeping statements and these promises for cures. Um, they're not true. Uh, they are helpful, and, but they're not a pill to swallow for every situation. And they're certainly not the full spectrum of emotional health. We've got to deal with other things like family of origin, pain and trauma in our past, uh, our relational um, patterns, uh, learning how to deal with conflict, all of which uh, are rooted in truth, right? And help us to become whole emotionally and mentally healthy people. So I think that we really need to be careful with this type of thinking. And I would just say this, depression is nuanced and complex. Stigmas tend to be overly simplified and birthed in uneducated ideas that are perpetuated from one person to another person. For example, maybe some don't realize that a person could be walking through depression because of some biological condition. And that's nuanced. It can't be just simply uh, deemed a spiritual issue that if you just do this or do that, it's going to be uh, fixed. It's going to be your cure-all. If you say that, and let's say somebody has a neurological condition, they have a brain injury or some sort of neurological condition that that causes, as a, as a result, depression. And you say that, can you imagine that confusion of that person trying all these spiritual practices or trying to do these things like shutting, shutting off emotions? But really, the issue is not any of those things that I mentioned above. It's a biological, neurological condition in their body. And that's the root of it. That's the cause. That's the underlying issue. We have to realize that nuance is important and sweeping statements, generalizations, false stereotypes can really hurt somebody. And, and let me give you another example. Maybe some don't realize that a person can be struggling with depression because of deep trauma that they experienced in their life that has affected how their brain processes. They have deep pain and trauma residing in their body and in their brain. We can't say, oh, all you need to do is read your Bible more, pray more, uh, do more Sabbath. A person in that situation needs somebody to sit down with them and walk with them through their trauma experience. Walk with them toward the pathway of healing. So we would be smart to be less dogmatic in oversimplifying complex, nuanced realities. Let's change this narrative. Let's deconstruct stigmas. Let's take a more educated, hopeful, and compassionate approach to depression inside of Christianity and outside of Christianity. Now, the opposite of a stigma is understanding. So if there's a false belief, stereotype, there's also a right, a right way to respond to the reality of depression, a right way to explain depression. 
So a lot of us, we wonder, how do we build an understanding with a person that we know who is struggling with depression? We've got to remove the false stereotypes, the stigmas, and we've got to enter in in an honest way. So how do we do that? Five things to take away before we end this podcast. Number one, to build an understanding with a person struggling with depression, the first thing you need to do is take a posture of listening rather than a posture of judging. This is so important. To listen and not judge. To enter into the the person's experience with an open ear and an open heart, not coming into it ready to give them cure-alls, oversimplified answers, and judge them. That will shut them down. Open them up by listening. Second, learn a person's story. Rather than just thinking in these narrow, myopic ways, open up your heart to hear a person's story. Third, understand a person's pain. All pain is unique. All pain has context. Understand that unique pain and that unique context that that person is trying to process. Number four, open your heart to be an empathetic and loving presence in that person's life. That's so valuable to have empathy and to be a loving presence in a person's life who is struggling with depression. To have that is healing. To have that is strength. Give that opportunity to that person to find healing and strength in a relationship of empathy and love. And then finally, number five, educate yourself so that you can expand your understanding around the challenges and complexity of depression. Read, Google, uh, get a book, and begin to educate yourself on the complexity and challenges around what a person experiences when they're facing depression. I hope these five tips to understanding are helpful for you. I want you to know this is such an important reality and it's widespread. So many people are processing depression. Maybe they vocalized it. Maybe it's under the surface, but you can be a healing agent in their life. Take a posture of listening rather than a posture of judging. Learn a person's story. Understand a person's pain. Open your heart to be an empathetic and loving presence in a person's life and educate yourself so that you expand your understanding around the challenges and complexities of depression. Thanks for joining me today. I would love for you to help us to spread the word to bring hope for better days to as many people as possible. You can send the podcast link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. As well, go check out betterdaysfmly.co for more resources. I look forward to another conversation next week. Much love to you. There are better days ahead.